the decision to put yeah. things into my body is completely trumped by your whatever your feelings or requirements are of respect. It's like that's ridiculous in my opinion. You know, so the yeah. fact that re res the feeling of respect, I guess, rides on my ability to actually eat mm -hmm. your food is mm -hmm. is bonkers. You got a reel to show me, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are we starting with that? Yeah. Oh, hit, my gosh. Hit me with it. Am I going to cry? Yeah. Let's take bets. Is Tim going to cry on the podcast? I bet $100. Hey, what you got over there? I spot a little diet moon. We did Dew. a tradesies. Did you? Yeah, we did a tradesies. Like your uh, kids at uh, That's what I thought. Halloween? It was like, at, no, at lunch. Whoa, let me see. Zero sugar Mountain Dew? Let me see this thing. Cool. It tastes awful. Well, this so thing know. has like, they couldn't just use one freaking sweetener. They All use of them like, have multiple. They use like four. Aspartame, asulfame, potassium, sucralose. Yeah, three. They have all three. Yeah, they usually Dude, do. relax. Am I'm I going to die? I'm not anti-sweetener, but Here. no, no, no. This, this, I just didn't know they made Dye Mountain Dew. Okay. We did a tradesies. Okay, okay, okay. Let me see. Let me see. I got to pull it up. Hold oh. on. So, what's this reel about? Alex, you've seen this? Yes, I have. Okay. It's, okay. Um, Turn the sound okay. up, I guess. I have an idea. Okay, so just scroll down to... And he's... No, the other way. All right, we're watching it. All right, what do we got? Just came in. Heart attack. 5'9", 300 pounds, 32 years old. How the hell does that happen? Can I get a, uh... Could be developing diabetes. You have to make a change. Oh, yeah. You're graduating! <laughs> Watch TV. You wouldn't have to leave. No, uh, deep dish. You have to make a change. Good job, Jim. You got an A plus. Are your fries, sweetie? You go. I still can't believe you get this child fresh I know. But it's the only thing. Dude, that's heavy. That's crazy. That's heavy. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Jeez. I didn't cry. I'm almost <laughs> crying watching it yeah, the second that's time. It, that's intense, eh? So, Alex, you saw this? Yes. What'd you think? I mean, I think it hit a little too close to home for me. Did it? Yeah, okay. 
but I also see it from a filmmaking standpoint, and I think it's just really well made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the right. editing's insane. Yeah, that was way more clips than I thought there was going to be. It was like that was a lot of this is in this is footage insane. in there. Yeah, there's a lot of content smashed into there. I will say for the audio listeners, you might want to just explain it because I don't think we can. It'll be weird to show that in the audio version. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, for Spotify and Apple people. Yeah, so... uh, So it's a a 32-year-old just suffered a heart attack, but it's from his POV, so the doctors are over top of him, and then it goes backwards through his life in POV format, showing him going through drive-thrus, going to the doctor... And saying you gotta make a change, he keeps going through drive throughs Also, milestones like every achievements mi- in his every life. Every milestone he got, he got fast food, mm-hmm. and then even as a kid, here's your fries, and then it goes back all the way till he's a baby, and he's like having a tantrum, and his mom gave him fries to shut him up. Yeah, and it's it is all a- POV going backwards. Yeah, that was powerful. That was a good way to like show how much of the decisions in childhood from parents and Mm -hmm. other people in your environment that they can make on you like down the road. You know what I mean? The decisions they make as far as like how they parent you or uh, if it's siblings or whatever, just how people care for you or problem solve around you. It's like that's, that can play a huge part down the road. Well, and that's your initial like um, education on nutrition, right? Some people are just like, oh, I, I eat, McDonald's, that's that's my meal. But they don't yeah. see anything wrong with that because they're like, well, my mom gave me that. That's what right. she fed me. Yeah. Right? So it's like... Well, not just that. It's like, it's the education, but also like the habits around it. Yeah, so not habits, even just the technical the knowledge of like, yeah, you should eat carrots instead of french fries. And to be honest, the interesting thing is like that guy in that reel... um or whoever is an example of him living right now, they know that carrots are better than French fries. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not an issue of technical knowledge. Most people that it's are... That was the interesting issue. thing that, you know, the interesting thing is like the... And I'm not sure... It would be interesting to have a conversation with like the people who made that reel to be like, what were you trying to do with putting this in there? Like, what was your intent? Is like the clips where the, the doctor said, you need to make a change. Um, cause I think I know what they meant, but it's like, I saw it in a different way because it's like, that is so often the discussion that's had with people. And that's the recommendation is you need to make a change and then they'll tell them the changes they need to make. But the problem is, is there's lack of resources in regards to like actually being able to make that change happen. So it's like, there'll be. You need to stop smoking. You need to drink less booze. You know, you need to decrease your sugar. You need to walk more. Generally good advice that they'll give. And then people go, okay, cool. And then they go and they don't do it. So there's like this uh, disparity between, you know, actually having technical knowledge and then being able to make it happen in real life. I mean, like how do, that, it's the struggle of behavior change is what it is. That, that especially if like, cause I worked in a pharmacy for a long time, right? The doctor would just prescribe you a med to deal with an issue that, you know, overeating and obesity is causing. But it's like, so like cholesterol, here's your cholesterol med. And then you keep getting away with what you're doing. So you just keep doing it. 
Yeah. Because nothing bad enough has happened yet. Mm -hmm. So for this guy, say he survives this heart attack, either that's either going to make him make the change because now he's like, okay, now it's point of no return serious or he's just going to keep going and he's going to die. Yeah, it either wakes you up or yeah, you keep going. Right? So it's like, hopefully people wake up before something this bad happens. And this is the thing is like, I get it. There's a level, it's an interesting like conundrum because it's like, there's countless stories of people that have had situations like that. And then they're like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then they do. So it's like, that definitely exists. But there's way more people that actually struggle. And I've worked with these people. I still work with people like this that have all the technical knowledge. My clients who actually have struggled the longest um, for decades, potentially, long before they even started working with me, they've been on multiple diets. Um, they've worked with multiple coaches, dietitians, nutritionists, doctors. They've lost weight. They've gained weight. They've been you know, on yo-yo diets forever. And they've struggled with their own self-image for many, many years. And those people actually have more technical knowledge on nutrition mm-hmm. and healthy eating more like far more than the average person and probably more than a lot of coaches in our industry actually to be honest and uh, I think it's just because they've acquired so much over time um, from going through that they were forced to just acquire all this information whether the information's all true or not is a totally separate conversation but regardless it does show that having technical knowledge isn't just the prerequisite for success. It's like knowing knowing what to do isn't actually the key. Because that's what yeah. people always think, right? It's like, should I do this? Should I do that? It's like, it doesn't matter if you're not going to do it. Yeah, so you got to yeah, figure yeah. out, and yeah. that's ultimately the business I'm in, is like getting people in a place where they're inspired and motivated enough to actually change, you know, and figuring out how can I help someone do that, regardless of actually motivation or inspiration, and just getting them to do it in a way that's like builds momentum in their life. I usually have clients that uh, will start and they'll, they'll be really excited at the beginning and then they'll do it. And like a month goes by and they're like, they're having expectations. They're like, okay, I'm doing all the things now. Why am I not hundred pounds down in a month? Right. They're like, and, and then that's when I have to come back and we do like an expectation talk. Because initially they're hyped because you're motivated. They just talked to you. They just signed up. They have all the initial motivation, right? Then they realize, oh, I got to do the same thing every day and be extremely consistent. And there's no like magic light bulb moment when I wake up and all of a sudden I'm at my goal body, right? Because it's so gradual. So they could all, this goes along with like, they might have the technical knowledge and stuff, but it's like, as they're building those habits too, that's why they need like a coach to um, help them through those moments of like mm-hmm. managing expectations. Because it's the whole, really. exactly. It's the whole idea of like, you know, probably 99% of people, adults, could follow a diet for five days, seven days. But yes. there's a much, much, much smaller percentage that could follow. And let's not even say a diet, follow a plan, some type of plan, some type of healthy lifestyle plan that may include nutrition changes. Mm -hmm. That's a better way to put it. It's like, there's a very small percentage that could actually follow that consistently over the duration and time horizon required to actually realize results. And that's where a coach comes in and they can help them. Because anybody 
like what you said, they're like super hyped up at the start of the plan. Mm. They're super fired up. And they're like, oh my goodness, it's so exciting. And then the excitement wanes and it's like, oh no, I thought I was just going to do this all off of motivation. It's like, no, you're not going to be motivated some days. How do we get you to keep doing this? Yeah. And that's the job of a coach because yeah. doing that by yourself is very, very hard. And I expect those, I expect those clients and I tell them this <clears throat> on our like first conversation, um, you know, message me as much as you need. Like, I, that's what I'm here to help you through these moments. Um, I'm here to, you know, remind you of your goals, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But Alex, uh, what's your experience so far on a plan? Uh, I feel like for me, I think I, I relate to what you guys have been saying in terms of like that initial excitement mm -hmm. of like, okay, this is it. Um, and then now it's like the reality setting in of a phone call. No, no, oh, it's just, just like I'm getting so many messages. Yeah, she has a vibrate <laughs> on. Who has vibrate on their phone? Everyone. I do too. Tia. Oh, I hate that. I hate banners. I hate notifications. I hate rings. I hate all that. Oh, it's just one of my client being like, "I think you made a mistake." There's two leg days on my program. <laughs> <laughs> it was no mistake. That's funny. No, you're right. It was a mistake. There's supposed to be three. three. <laughs> he only works out four days a week. Uh, <laughs> he would literally quit if uh, I gave him three leg days. That's hilarious. Sorry, Alex, we interrupted you. <laughs> no, no. That was good. funny though. All right. Um, but yeah, I hit the point where like reality has set in in terms of like this is my existence. And it's, it's I mean, I won't say it's not tough. I feel yeah. weird for complaining about it. Because mm -hmm. it, I feel privileged to be able to do it. But, right. Um, I think what really helped was I read a book, which I recommended to both of you, which was yep. that The Mountain Is You yeah. um, by Brianna West, I think. Don't quote me. We'll, <laughs> we'll link it if somebody asks. But anyways, um, there was a thing in that book that talked a lot about how people make excuses. And a lot of those excuses aren't really real excuses. They're just things in the moment to kind of save them. So they justify um, the excuse. And the big one that really resonated with me was the fact that people don't want to be out of their comfort zone. That, like, mm -hmm. why would somebody sacrifice and struggle when they don't have to? And like the person in that reel, I hit that point where, where my doctor was saying to me, like, you need to lose weight and all this stuff. And I just accepted. I was like, this is, this is my reality. So like, whatever. I'm mm -hmm. not going to change anything. And I think a lot of it stems from that comfort level. It's like, why would I go through, why would I make my life worse? I know there's a good end result by the end of it, mm -hmm. but it's that long-term suffering that you will experience that a lot of people can't justify in their heads or they think they can justify it at the beginning. And then down the line, they're like, you know, I can't do this or I'm not built for this, you know? Yeah, and that's yeah. why then you see reels and stuff that are like, um, would you rather suffer through a diet or suffer through like a health issue later down the road? Right. It's like, yeah, would you rather good. be a bit hungry or would you rather have the heart attack? Right? So it's like, like, I'll be honest with you. Like uh -huh. speaking, no, people aren't probably not going to like this answer, mm. but I were, at, I was at the point where I was accepting like, yeah. whatever health issues I had. Yeah. You know, so you get so comfortable in that mindset that you're like, yeah, I don't want to see you accept that, but you almost like accept whatever the worst thing is coming because you don't, you're so stuck in that belief of this no, that is makes sense. who I am. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause you're, that's the logical response. Actually. You're like, you know what I mean? You're almost recognizing like I'm 
I'm already on this trajectory. So if I'm going to stay here, which is the easiest one right now, because I'm mm-hmm, in a groove, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm in a, I'm in a train track, you know, I can't get off it. Or at least I feel like the, I can't get off it. The thing that I said a lot, and the reason I never did this prior to now was because I would always say to myself, you know, if, if I lose a couple years because of this, at least I enjoyed the journey. Mm, and that's yeah. such a dangerous <laughs> mindset to have. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one, man. Because a lot of people, that's a super interesting one. Because that's probably one of the most common knocks, I think, from people that are not, um, like, I don't know if this is the right word, but they're not, dis- they're not, on, a, they're not on some type of plan. Or they don't have any type of uh, health and wellness goal or priority, I should say. And they're uh, the common quip people would respond with, right? Is if they see someone else on it, is like, you got to enjoy your life. What, you're not yeah. going to enjoy your life? Yeah. You don't want to enjoy life? Yeah. Like, you're just going to spend time suffering? That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, <clears throat> it's such a sad, like, it's kind of a straw man because it's like, that's not what it, you're misrepresenting the whole argument. The whole thing. Like, that's not what... If that's all it was, then you're right. It wouldn't make sense, right? This is where the issue comes in where... Um, and I think this was this is still relevant, but definitely over the past few years where they had fat shaming versus fit shaming. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, oh, you're not allowed to fat shame. But then everyone was fit shaming where they're like... Where you'd go to your Christmas dinner and you'd be like... Yeah, I'm not. I ate before. I'm just. I'm just here, and they'd oh, be like, "Yeah, I've seen a You're few not going to eat with us. You're not going to drink with us. That's fit shaming. That's right? disordered eating. You're prepping your meals. Exactly. That's a disordered way of yeah. eating. It's like, yeah. is it just eating like a reasonable human? Yeah. yeah. Right. So it it became a, a few like um, reels and influences. We're talking about it where they're like, you know, you you can still go to social outings, and you just don't participate in like the food side of it. Right. But like, then you start to wonder if all those people give you a hard time, you're like, I'm here as your friend. So do you not support me like with my health goals or, you know, what's going on here? Because like, you just want me to participate in this like form of gluttony to make you feel better for you doing it. Like I'd feel better if I don't. Right. Yeah. You're like, Oh, Hey, it doesn't fit my, goals right now like Mm -hmm. i definitely will enjoy myself right like we this is this is like you have a certain time for being more strict and then a certain time where you can have that dinner or whatever you know what's interesting too is that the perspective that you're coming from definitely what's that oh go ahead sorry it shows the difference of like clientele we work with yeah because a lot of your competitors and bodybuilders that you work with go to those events and say no mm-hmm. and probably have, mm-hmm. right? People I'm working with are people that have never said no in their life to that, yeah. ever. Yeah. And then they also may not have the stress management or coping mechanisms with like maybe deeper issues that I don't necessarily work work on, work on them with, right? Or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. they, those people, it's a totally different struggle because they're not going to go they may, depending on where they are on the journey to health, it's like they're not necessarily in a place where they're ready to go to a social event and say, I'm not going to participate in the food part. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because like what Alex was saying with that book, they could, they could also be like extreme people pleasers and their excuse is like, 
well, I can't, I can't, not, they'll be so offended if I don't eat anything. I've had a few that parents like me. that. Yeah, that right? Yeah. Right? That's and a common that's, one. that's from upbringing too. Yeah. You're a bad you're, person if you don't well, say European yes. Well, European upbringing is like, no, no, you, you have to respect them by eating their food. Right. It's yeah. like, it's disrespectful. That's, yeah. And that's what creates the disorder as a kid. Because then I, you're like, I can't. And I understand cultural differences. Yeah. But truthfully, I couldn't disagree with that more. Because yeah. what you're teaching is that that your feelings are more important than my body. Yes. That's what you're, that's what you're preaching. Yeah. Like the, the, right? that's what the you're host's saying. feelings matter mm -hmm. more than my health. Exactly. And or like, my goals or, or yeah. whatever. Whatever to the decision to put yeah. things into my body is completely trumped by your, whatever your feelings or requirements are of respect. It's like, that's ridiculous in my opinion. You know? So the yeah. fact that the feeling of respect, I guess, rides on my, ability to actually eat your mm -hmm. food is mm -hmm. is bonkers yeah i don't like it but it's super common and like definitely it i think it's a great way to gaslight people pleasers into poor habits poor eating habits and i think it was a reason in the past why i would um like on previous preps why i would um isolate myself so heavily near the end because i'm like i just don't even want to deal with someone Offering me something and like being weird if I say no. You're having the conversation. I just did, I couldn't even, I didn't even have the energy to even like yeah. fathom it. Right. Which is why like I've been more open now, um, like with my really good friends now telling them like, like, so we all hung out uh, last Wednesday or whatever and um, they ate whatever. Neither of them said like, hey, sorry, you're not eating. It was just like, they just knew I wasn't going to eat. I, I brought an apple and I had an apple and then we all had tea and we all like, we, <laughs> the three of us just like really like to talk anyways. Mm -hmm. So we're there to like talk. Right. So they didn't give me a hard time at all. We had a fantastic time. Like, and I think it's because I was so open with like, Hey, it's going to be different now on my end, but it doesn't have to be like on your guys end. Like you guys do whatever you want. Like. I'm coming because I want to spend time with you. I don't, don't, you don't need to feed me. You don't need to, what, the tea was great. Give me a tea. If you really want to give me something mm -hmm. that makes you feel like you're, you're giving me something in your home or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, um, I think I struggled in the past with like explaining myself as much or, or telling people like, you don't need to change at all around me. Like you don't need to impress me. You don't need to act differently. I will let you know my energy level and whatever. Right? I think it's so. also like, like that plus the, the people pleaser type mm -hmm. person. It's also a great example of if you boil it down, it's like, cause even what you're saying as well kind of fits into this. And I'm not saying I'm like necessarily good at this. I'm mm -hmm. just saying collectively probably as a society or maybe humans in general. Um, I'm sure some cultures are actually better at this than others is like this idea of not, of, of feeling some type of way, but then not sharing it. So it's like mm -hmm. a good example would be like, you go to a social event and you're like, okay, I'm going to try and be more open to maintain some social connections throughout my prep. Um, normally I wouldn't be, I'd be more isolated, but I'm going to have these conversations. I know mm -hmm. some of them are going to be awkward. I'm going to have to explain myself and they're going to feel guilty that I'm not having it. Whatever. You're going to have to have those conversations. It's not a problem with temptation. It's a problem with having that conversation about, Hey, I don't need anything right now. Please mm -hmm. just respect that. Um, I'm going to be fine. You don't need to give me anything, but I'll have a tea or whatever, right? You'll have yeah. your thing to make them feel like, okay, she's having something. Yeah. 
Um, Which I don't think they would have cared if I didn't. The larger problem that I'm getting to is that like people in general really struggle with sharing their feelings to people. Yeah. It's like if you're, if you go into someone's home, friend or not, and you're like, and they, uh, they give you, they want to give you food or they want to give you, I don't, whatever the context is. And you're like, no, thank you. I'm on a plan. This is what it looks like. Thank you very much. And they're, or whatever, right? Yeah, obviously it wouldn't be as robotic. Mm. Um, but you have that conversation with them and you communicate that and then they don't behave appropriately in response and, you know, maybe they don't make them feel awkward or feel weird or whatever. And they're trying to, maybe, maybe they make several comments about mm-hmm. your body or your diet or your plan mm-hmm. or why don't you just have some or whatever. There's nothing wrong with respectfully being very blunt and just being like, hey, you don't make me feel very good the way you're speaking because blah, 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 blah. I would appreciate it if you wouldn't talk about this anymore and we could talk about other things. For example, I haven't seen you in X amount of months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could talk about this thing that happened. We don't need to talk about my diet, you know? Because if you're feeling that type of way, I know that changes the tone of the interaction, but like if you're feeling some type of way and it's driven by someone else's behavior, you can just let them know, hey, no hard feelings, but I would appreciate it if you would stop talking about this because now it's not making me feel good, you know? And I want to still, I want to hang out with you. You know what I mean? So otherwise I'm just going to have to, like speaking from your perspective, you're like, it's just a better, you'll look at it and be like, you know what? My my alternative of just like going home and isolating is better because this is just, this is just, right? So So I just, I, I got better with that. And yeah, I think like, I think it's just people overcoming and it doesn't happen overnight. This is what you have to realize. Like you might be able to be blunt one time and not be blunt another. So it's like, don't have that expectation on yourself of like, I'm going to stand up for myself every time. Sometimes you just kind of fade into those comments and you just like, it doesn't mean you're going to eat or anything. You're going to follow your plan, but you just kind of like, ah, like you put, you push it off instead of telling them like, Hey, can you stop saying that? Like, you'll just be like, every time they'll say a comment, you'll like laugh it off or something. But it's like, it takes time to like, I've even, you know, take me time, so much time to like come out to my close friends and be like, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Instead of just rem- like, hey, I still actually want to see you, but like, this is what we're going to do now. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to talk about my diet or whatever. But, right. Uh, we don't need to talk about it anymore now either. Because uh, we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> Time if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to subscribe to the channel, comment below what your favorite part of the episode was and what you want to hear us talk about more of. Uh, if you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other place that you get your podcasts, you're going to leave a five-star review. Please. Pretty please. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just making a polite request, as I do. Yeah. As a gentleman does. How many stars is that, Alex? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, (laughs) And then you're going to share and uh, post it to your story. Please tag us at Stay Peaked. We're trying to get more reach for the show so we can get a bigger audience. Um, and we can reach more people, um, get more engagement and help more people with all the stuff that we're sharing. So thank you for listening. And we appreciate you. We also love you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Miss you. Bye.